regardless of how well Dr. Stepp read it for us just now. The parable of the ten bridesmaids is actually one of the more obscure passages in the New Testament. A, a close study of it will reveal discrepancies in Matthew's storytelling and even the stated moral of it that appears at the end. Keep awake, therefore, since you know neither the day nor the hour. Well, that makes little sense relative to the story itself. The problem in the story isn't sleeping. All ten bridesmaids fall asleep, and all ten bridesmaids, the wise and the foolish, together wake up when the groom comes. But instead of that, the issue in the story is actually the lamp oil. The wise bridesmaids have brought provisions, while the foolish ones have failed to do so. At its heart, this is really a story about hospitality. A party is being thrown, a guest is on his way, and a group of people are trying to make sure that everything is prepared for his arrival. But this isn't just any guest. It's the guest of honor. It's the groom. It's the center of attention at ancient wedding feasts. And in Jesus' time, the groom's appearance at the wedding would have come as a surprise. I once celebrated a wedding back in South Carolina where the groom's appearance was a surprise. We were celebrating it on a porch of an old, beautiful old farmhouse in the middle of the Congaree National Park, and the groom and his men had been given an upstairs bedroom to hang out in until it was time. Suddenly, just before the service was supposed to start, I heard this loud shout followed by a long, drawn-out crash. I went into the next room to see what had happened, and there I found him, the groom, sprawled across the floor, having just tumbled down the entire flight of stairs. He said it was because his shoes were too slick. The bride blamed it on the bad influence of his high school friends who had taken him out the night before. I suppose we'll just never know the truth of it. In Jesus' time, however, the groom's sudden appearance would not have been nearly as haphazard as that. Instead, it would have been by design. It would have added excitement to the evening. No set start time to the ceremony. No heads up as to when it would begin. Instead, Anticipation would build within the wedding party, hour upon hour, until suddenly, with a shout, the groom would appear, the procession would go greet him, usher him in, and the party could then finally get started. 
And everyone knows what happens after the groom arrives. The question before us, the one that's in this story, is what to do in the meantime. How to anticipate his arrival, how to prepare and to keep watch, how, in other words, to wait. Thus, as it turns out, the problem in Jesus' parable this morning is surprisingly similar to the one in Jesus' parable that we read just a few weeks ago. Not everyone here is ready to party. Is there any chance that any of y'all remember that parable from a few weeks ago? It was the story of a king who threw a wedding for his son and invited all of his neighbors, but one of them wasn't prepared for the occasion. So he did not get to take part. In that story, if you'll recall, the man wasn't dressed appropriately. Here, the bridesmaids haven't bought enough provisions, but in both parables, the message is effectively the same. God is about to throw a party. So prepare yourselves. If you don't remember that previous parable, don't feel too bad. It was several weeks ago, and if you're like me, you can have a hard time remembering what you did several days ago. Of course, a few weeks before that, there was another sermon here that also talked about marriage, after which my blushing bride decided to post a picture of my clothes chair on social media. Not that I'm sore or anything. Why do you think that we keep finding ourselves talking about weddings on Sunday mornings. One of the reasons I can tell you is because in both the the Old and the New Testaments, and especially actually in Matthew's Gospel, the relationship between God and God's people is often described as a marriage, and so the celebration of that relationship is often described as a wedding. So you get parables like these two, that are stories about weddings, but the messages are about the kingdom. Alongside that, however, there is another reason, and that's just because I like weddings. I believe that marriages are both important and hard, and I believe that a lot of the hard parts are actually what makes them so important. And so when you get the chance to show up and support two people who are brave enough to make those kinds of promises, it's an extraordinary opportunity. I like the hope that's embedded within weddings. I like the ceremony of it, the liturgy, the vows, the prayers. And yes, full disclosure, I happen to like wedding receptions as well. It's a party. You get food. You get music. There's this joyous occasion. Hospitality. Friends and family, neighbors and strangers brought together because of love. And I think, and y'all bear with me here for a minute if you don't mind, I think 
that that communal aspect, the culture of hospitality that surrounds weddings, both ancient and modern, I think that that hospitality can actually help us better understand Jesus' parable of the ten bridesmaids. Now, the parable of the bridesmaids, of course, doesn't exist in a vacuum. In this section of Matthew's Gospel, it appears within an entire group of parables, chapters 24 and 25, that all point to the coming of the kingdom. And then, at the end of chapter 25, just a few verses after Joe stopped reading today, we get the famous scene of judgment at the end of time. Y'all remember the scene, right? The sheep and the goats. The day when the faithful and the unfaithful both will stand before the Lord. Lord, Matthew tells us, they will say to him, when did we see you hungry and we fed you? Or not? And when did we see you naked and we clothed you, or we didn't? And when did we see you as a stranger and welcome you in as family, or fail to? And Jesus will reply to them, Matthew tells us, truly I tell you, just as you did, or just as you didn't, do so for the least of these. That's what you did for me. Do you see it? Matthew has stacked all of these stories about Jesus' return here at the end of his gospel. Stories about watchfulness, about faithfulness, about diligence, be prepared, stay awake. He is on his way and will be here soon. But then at the end of them, at the end of all of these stories, Matthew tells us one more. A story about how even before Jesus finally returns, he's already here among us already here in the person of your neighbor who is in need, who is hungry or thirsty, homeless or alone, those around us who are sick and in need of care, those who are strangers and in need of community, those who have been cast aside or forgotten, or perhaps just those who are afraid that they have been. And if that's the case, my friends, then it can help us see something that this parable needs to show us. Because a kingdom is never just a king. And a wedding is never just about a bridegroom. And the party's not just for them. It's for their neighbors. It's for their friends, everyone that they want to invite to be at their celebration, which means that our preparation 
our hospitality is not just for the Lord. It is for him, surely. But as he himself points out, it is also for everybody else who is around us as well. Because by loving and serving them, we are loving and serving him as well. Lord, they will say at the end, I don't understand. When did we serve you? When when, when did we fail to serve you? And the Lord will reply, when you saw those around you who are in need. My friends, like the bridesmaids in this morning's parable, we may not know when the Lord will actually arrive. But here's the thing. If you're throwing a party, If you're getting everything ready for a celebration, it does not necessarily matter when the guest of honor actually arrives. Because if you have everything ready for him or for her, then you also have everything ready for all of the other guests as well. And if you don't, if you aren't actually ready to receive the others, then I think it's a fair question as to whether or not you are truly prepared and ready to receive him. Amen.